With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do we make of these Cincinnati Bengals this year? 11 and 9. I'm going higher, but I don't know where these wins are coming from for all of these teams. Who's <laughs> turned into me? Scoob like every team. I think these Bengals win this division. If they, they keep being in the mix, these are the, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough. The Cincinnati Bengals. You said it in good faith. This team figures to be competing for a Super Bowl. And none of us started laughing. I'm, I'm all in on the Ravens. I'm all in on healthy Lamar this year. Nine and a half for these Cleveland Browns. I think they're a nine-win team. Like, could I see them winning ten? Yeah, definitely. But not if they don't beat the Colts. They're the most important team in this division, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait we get to the Colts. We're like, are they the X-Factor team for the league? <laughs> I'm gonna say the Steelers win this division. Oh, oh, in on these Steelers. Interesting, interesting. Everybody in on these Steelers now. <laughs> I feel like they've got the best defense in the division. I feel like in this division, the defense is gonna win it this year. Listen, there's not a lot of players in any sports where they go ahead and they change rules just because of you. You cannot fake slide in college football because of Kenny Pickett. He's basically the Luol Cinder of, of college football. That's what many people are calling him. You think he uh, changes his name? Like Lou, and we look up. He de- he demands a trade to the L.A. Rams or the New York Jets, and changes his name and religion. He's just listening a lot of Jam Packard. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'm gonna be putting on this headset again. Welcome back. TWS, moving right along through our NFL division previews. Today, we are on the AFC North. I am here. Scoob is here. The McMahon is here. You're here. Thanks for being here. Hit that thumbs up, please, and thank you before we get started, before we disparage your team in particular. The AFC North, we are starting lowest in projected wins. On the way up, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their number is nine. Nine even. That's the lowest? Yeah, being the lowest with nine. They are the lowest. This is one of the tougher divisions in all of ball. They were nine and eight last year. Closed by winning seven of their last nine after the bye week. So finished hot. What'd they do this offseason, Colin? Uh, to my knowledge, T.J. Watt's still there. And that is, I believe, all of what those seven of their last nine entailed. They're, that lose A lot of their losses came with him out. And I've talked about this Most of them. I, I asked him last season, and I half expected him to come through the camera and strangle me. Like, does he make more of an impact than J.J. did? Not is he better individually, although I think that's becoming an argument, too. But for whatever reason, when he's on the field versus when he's off the field, it's two different Steelers teams. So he's still there. That's good. They brought in uh, Cole Holcomb. They they subtracted Devin Bush, who ha- 
never really made the impact people thought he would come out of Michigan. They brought in, I always butcher this guy's last name, and Eagles fans are going to be furious. Isaac Suamalo. Suamalo, I think. Yeah. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Nate Herbig, and Patrick Peterson, the eternal Patrick Peterson. And they also traded for, uh, it's the opposite of eternal, Allen Robinson. They acquired Allen Robinson. The very eternal Allen Robinson. It sounds like there may be some problems with the the Stafford offense that Allen Robinson didn't suss out before he got there. So he, I wouldn't be shocked if he looked much better. I don't know that he's ever going to look like the guy everyone hopes him to be, but much better than last year at least. They got a Calvin Austin too. He was hurt all last year, so he didn't play at all this year. Uh, I think he's going to do some stuff. This team also generally just high floor. Like year 17 for Mike Tomlin, we talked about it last year. He's never been under eight wins. It all fell apart last year. Eight and two with TJ Watt, six in pass defense EPA. And the only two losses were Bengals and Ravens, two playoff teams. So you're definitely in the mix. One and six without TJ Watt, 30th in pass defense EPA. Now he had missed five games total before this year. So good reason to think he just gets back to business. Worst case scenario, though, if you look at JJ's games played, he was a rock till he wasn't. Yeah. So, hate to mention it, but it does have to be considered. I'd lean toward the former. I think he gets back to business this season. And just looking at the defense, it feels like they have a guy, sometimes two guys, every level where it's like, okay, this, it's as stout of a defense as there is in the league. I don't think it's as like sexy is the Jets defense because it's not as young. It's all it's all guys who have been here, which doesn't get the offseason accolades, but come November, that's who you that's exactly who you want. Right. Uh, I like the how do you grade the Mega Fitzpatrick trade some three years later now? Do you think it was worth the first? Because I, I still think it was a great trade for them. It was a great trade then and now. You look at what Legit all-pro talent started going for right after that. Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams. True. It was two first. So to give him for just one first, done. And I think they got him, what, like through his midway through his second year? Like very early. They got it a was lot super of that rookie early. contract. Yeah, like <laughs> they got a lot of that rookie contract <laughs> where he performed. And then uh, I'm certain he's already been paid. So, yeah, like you mentioned, impact guys at every level, even without T.J. Watt, I did not know that um, Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward were 25 sacks combined. Monsters. So, yeah, you just add T.J. Watt back into that, and that makes figures to make everybody else better on that side of the ball. And then on the other side, they got Broderick Jones, so they're improving their O-line, which was pretty awful last year, which is why also Najee wasn't as good, in my opinion. He was behind a terrible offensive line with a bum foot. What their line, not as god awful. I saw PFF last year going into the season had them dead last, and they finished the year. I think it was either twelfth or fourteenth, so like around average ish. They upgraded guard and center last year. This year added Samalo, like Coley said, added Broderick Jones. So it feels like bit by bit they've kind of got back to the Steelers line that when they've been great, they've always had 
Uh, except for Roethlisberger's last couple of years, but he was out there dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, who's to say? Who's to say? They usually have maulers. Seems like this offensive line could be closer to that, which would open up those lanes for some of those weapons. They should. They project to have some weapons on offense. Oh, what, yeah. what, what young guys we think might take uh, a step? The Broderick Jones, as Scoob was just saying, is super interesting because it was a bit of a a deal with the devil to get them. The Patriots and the Steelers are somewhat rivals. They hate us more than we hate them. And I understand why, but them trading up to take them right before the jets, because the jets alleged us reportedly wanted Broderick Jones. It's, it's, it's just something to keep an eye on the, the fact that that's how he was acquired. There's a little foul play at hand. They also took, like most people's favorite prospect in the draft, Darnell Washington, just because he's a moose that somehow is legally allowed to play football in the NFL. And they took Joey Porter Jr. this year, which is, there was no other place he should have ended up. You know what I mean? Obviously, I can't remember his dad's name, but he went to Penn State, local boy. Marvin. You know? Yeah. Marvin (laughs) Porter Sr. Uh, and they also took Keanu Benton uh, in the second round, who a lot of people liked as like one of the best D tackles in this draft. So it, it's kind of just like what the Steelers do. They load up. They still built that offense. They built their offense backwards. Their defense they've built perfectly over the years, leading with the running back and then building the line after you get the quarterback and Pickens last year. Peculiar. Uh, it's a peculiar way to go about it. But – Kenny Pickett, year two, uh, year 1.5, really, after. I mean, played more than I think a lot of us remembered last year. Yeah, it ended up uh, being, like, what, seven, nine games? It's actually yeah, a lot more than I remembered. He, 12, like, again, QB wins, definitely not a thing, but they finished seven and five in the games that he finished with with the defense we're talking about is just enough. In those, he had three four, fourth quarter comebacks and four game-winning drives. So literally do just what it takes. And this is wrapped around him having, I think he had one of those like two concussions or concussions back to back, like one of those, along with it being his rookie season, along with Matt Canada. And and that's when like people got on me. I I remember in the comments of another video, because I said, Kenny Peck, Kenny Pickett has that it factor, but he does, you know, he has those comebacks, you know, that other quarterbacks just don't get. So Listen, there's not a lot of players in any sports where they go ahead and they change rules just because of you. You cannot fake slide in college football because of Kenny Pickett. He's basically the Luau Cinder of, of college football. That's what many people are calling him. You think he uh, changes his name like Lou? And we look up, <laughs> he, de- he demands a trade to the L.A. Rams or the New York Jets and changes his name and religion? He's just listening a lot of Jam Packard. He's like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but year two of George Pickens, I, I'm in love with George Pickens, and the Steelers just seem to draft wide receivers better than everyone else. I'm very jealous as a Patriots fan of how well they draft receivers. Jalen Warren actually graded out of all running out of 60 running backs who qualified, he graded uh, one better than Najee Harris last year, so he's a little bit more explosive than Najee. Though I do agree with Scoop, I think Najee's going to be a lot better, not injured and with real people blocking for him. And then one guy who's interesting, I haven't heard much of him this this preseason. He may be hurt, and that would really stink. But DeMarvin Leal came out of AM. He was projected to go, like, top three 
before his last year in college. They got him in the third pick, uh, third round, 84th overall. I wouldn't be shocked if he developed into a real problem, <laughs> a real problem for the rest of the AFC North. They generally yeah, find one of those guys that was Benton or him or somebody. Who do we think? Who is? Is it just too easy? But is TJ Watt their non-quarterback X factor? Right? Like, it's got who else could it? I think it's their line. Yeah. I think their defense. Which is one? Going to be offensive. I think uh, their defense. Okay. Obviously, Watt going down makes the defense worse. But like I was saying earlier, I think they have so many dogs on that unit. Not that they can sustain TJ Watt not being there the rest of the year. Obviously not. But if you missed a couple weeks, I think they could patchwork it. If this offense is going to hum with the wide receivers they have, with Fryermuth, with whatever we see out of Washington, with Najee, with Jalen Warren, it all goes on the line. Like give Pickett extra time. Open up those holes so it is second and short. Let Pickens get down the field. Let the rest, let Allen Robinson do what Allen Robinson does, whatever that may be. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I feel like it's going to be the what, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Firemuth show. What is wild to me, which really might go into how bad Matt Canada is or how bad he's perceived at least. Individually, most of the people on their offense are like rated okay, but it's like this right. wasn't good and it wasn't good watching it what's going like Deontay Johnson was the best receiver in the world to like people that watch receivers last year apparently he just I think it's either getting open or separate or both like he might just be elite in plain sight and nobody knew because (laughs) what the offense they got maybe we find out that last year with Big Ben he was on a streak where he was just getting double digit catches every single game for like nine straight weeks Right, and it's like you don't think he forgot how to get in the end zone. Last year felt like the fluke, or what you would hope is the fluke, and he gets, I think, in the end zone at least once. He didn't score a single touchdown last year. What's uh, what's our schedule looking like? It's There are tough teams here. I'm not saying it's like, oh, they're going to go 17. No, there are tough teams here. They just don't really happen back-to-back at all. Um, mm. Like the toughest back-to-back they have is week 16 and 17. They play the Bengals at home. And it's the second half Bengals. And then they play at Seattle. And then they go week 18 too. And they go at Baltimore. So to end the year, which mm. could be three very pivotal games, Cincinnati at home, at Seattle, at Baltimore. Like that's so much cross, cross country. country. Yeah. And before that, they play at the Colts. So three out of your last four on the road. That Colts game's a little bit of a trap game. Like you're coming off the Patriots, which they – probably should win that game. It's the Patriots at home. And then it's at the Colts before three really tough games against probably playoff teams. I would like that Colts game is extremely important. They have, that's a must as I, I don't know if I've ever declared a week 15 game must win before the season ever started. That's a must win game friend. When one of these teams will, might win like six games. <laughs> <laughs> but who, again, that late in the season, we, maybe Anthony Richardson's starting to click. Exactly. Like maybe yeah, he's starting to. You hit a pocket where it's like <laughs> we ran into the six touchdown Anthony Richardson. Man, what could we do? Man, I I was looking at his preseason stats yesterday, tempering my expectations. They're tempered. They're tempered. Who Richardson? Richardson. Yes, yeah. they're tempered. Did y'all not look at his college stats or tape <laughs> or anything like that? <laughs> we'll get to them. Uh, 
Nine is their number, boys. Nine on the dot. I will say, one, I'm going higher. Two, I think this team makes the playoffs. I think the floor for them is just so incredibly high. Like, we saw it last year. The bottom fell out on defense and offense for various reasons at various parts of the time, uh, various parts of the season. Nine and eight. You're saying they, they can't do nine again? I think they have the highest floor I probably in this division like things with, with one like serious injury I would say for Bengals or Ravens but I do think they have the highest floor in general because they don't have that guy as a quarterback I'm going higher for these Steelers I am also I'm also going higher I don't know if I'm going to say win the division I'll decide at the end of this but I'm definitely going higher yeah I don't know about that I think they can win the division I <laughs> them two per se but i do have them in the postseason i could see them in the postseason i could see them winning the division we don't get a lot of round numbers i feel like this is where i use my push you talk about the ravens i think the ravens have a higher floor we saw them still make the playoffs even without their quarterback last year nearly won that game they had a pro bowl quarterback in his replacement (laughs) and if he didn't try and windmill dunk from the five they probably advance to the next round. You don't put Tyler Huntley in a corner. <laughs> I don't. Or it's the true. end zone. Yeah, it's true. You put him at the five and you say, good luck. Uh, <laughs> so I'm using my push. They, To me, it feels like the most likely scenario. I like, I like. Again, I could see them winning more. It wouldn't surprise me. But part of it is like I do think they need to move on from Matt Canada. I haven't heard a single positive thing about Matt Canada since I learned his name. So it's hard for me to be like, I like the pieces on offense. I think fantasy-wise, they'll all perform. I don't know if it's going to make sense on a week-to-week basis in the actual NFL. Also, like, definitely, but they need, with what this defense should be if Watt is healthy, they're like, if we are the 18th. Matt Canada is a very 18th most efficient offense-ass name. (laughs) <laughs> It'll never be higher, but like 18th to 16th if he gets hot. And then you decide after that. So, me and Scoob going higher. Coley, the coward is pushing on a very reasonable nine for these, <laughs> for these Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's it. I'm out of pushes. I'm out. Everybody gets one. We move on to the Cleveland Browns. They're number nine and a half. They finished seven and ten last year. Four and seven to start with Jacoby Brissett. But four of those losses were by three points or less. Like they just had that stretch early on where they were just back breaking loss after back breaking loss. Three and three after the nasty man came in. What did they do this offseason, Coley? I mean, they went out, they got our our guy, Juan Thornhill, which I would like unironically thinks a very big move for them. Good time. Uh, they got Ogbo o, uh, Okoronkwo. A lot of O's there. I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. I pronounced them all. Rodney McLeod. Because I believe they moved on from football Triple J. Uh, Jalen Johnson the third. I believe he moved back to the Rams, if I remember correctly. Uh, and they brought in Dalvin Tomlinson, who is somehow older and younger than I thought he was. He's 29. Could have been any age. Uh, Jadavion Clowney is still in the division, but moved on. 
Jacoby Brissett moved on. Taven Bryan moved on. Uh, Cade York, force, force out of the building, Cade York. Yeah, uh, it's like saying somebody evicted has moved on <laughs> from their apartment. Someone fired has moved on <laughs> from their job. Um, trying to th- oh, and they also just traded for Pierre Strong Jr. from the Patriots. Your thoughts? I was excited when they drafted him. He was terrible at special teams. Still fast. I believe uh, the Browns have a much better offense than the Patriots. If he can be the lightning to Chubb's thunder and lightning, I think it'll work out. They do have a good line. Projects to be better. Like Jack Conklin didn't have a best year. He was coming off injury. He's another year removed from that. Got Dewan Jones in the third. There's some talk of him as a first-round guy. Got Luke Weipler from Ohio State also in the seventh. And DTR. I was like, I <laughs> suspiciously very good draft for and the Cedric pick. They, they had less Cedric Tillman as well. Yeah, who are some other yeah, rookie or, or year two guys we think might take a step? They got Ronnie Hickman, who somehow undrafted. He was a safety out of Ohio State. There's just certain schools I'm drafting you out of. I don't really care. Once you get to the sixth, seventh, it's like, oh, you started for one of the premier uh, programs in the country for multiple years. Yeah, I'll take a flyer on that. Uh, they took uh, Siaki Ika, who is another one of those uh, interior defensive linemen. They got him with the 99th overall pick. And who are they bringing back year two? David Bell, wide receiver. Uh, they have Pierre Strong here. They did not draft him. Martin Donovan Anderson. Peoples-Jones. Is he year two? I don't know if he's year okay. two. I think he may have yeah. been, but he did. He does figure to have a big role because I Definitely. think I felt like he, yeah, he and Watson clicked last year after Watson came back, I believe. And Martin Emerson Jr. was the twenty-third ranked corner in all of football last year as a rookie, um, and he already joins a, a pretty solid secondary. He's one of my favorite secondaries in football, just off of potential and what they've proven so far. But if they're young guys like Newsom Ward. Emerson, if they all keep improving, yeah, that'll be pretty good considering they're playing behind Miles Garrett. Yeah, there's him, like Dalvin Tomlinson. They got Maurice Hurst back from injury. Uh, Ika, as you mentioned, added to Darius Smith. He, yeah. He's in for Clowney, who had he had a great start to the season, really faded down the stretch. But if he can just be, like as we've mentioned, another piece for on the other side of Miles Garrett. That would be tremendous because they couldn't really stop the run or pressure the quarterback last year, which is kind of wild when you have Miles Garrett. But he can't do it all himself. What they were doing against the run late in the season was, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it. Like tanking teams aren't that bad against the run. <laughs> it wasn't good. No. And in that division in particular, I feel like it's changed completely, but I'll just always think of AFC North running the football. And if you can't stop it, which they couldn't. You can't pressure the quarterback, which they couldn't. You lose a lot of games, which they did. <laughs> what do we make a year two of the nasty man in Cleveland? Hard to look worse than he looked last year. Very stinky and B. There's some rotten eggs in my room. Jesus Christ. It was not good. It was considerably worse than Jacoby Brissett. 
In fact, and it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's really hard to lead the league in passing and take a year and a half off for non-injury rehabilitation reasons. And also go from a dome to one of what is in my mind, one of the harsher outdoors. <laughs> like, listen, he was cooking. It was in the dome. Matt Schaub was cooking. You know what I mean? Now you go to Cleveland, it gets cold and winds was blowing. What's it going to look like? Because he already was never like supreme arm strength. And but he's the guy. No matter what, he's the guy. I don't know how that looks because they need him to look like the guy they traded for. And, he's and just, they didn't get they didn't get any part of that last year. He's looked yeah. mid in the preseason so far. Hate to see that. Who's their yeah X factor? Non quarterback. It's a good question. I. This feels like the team it's most quarterback. Like I don't I don't know that they're like everyone else seems fine. Like Ward is elite. Emerson appears to be elite. Newsom looks like he's just gonna continue to get better. Miles Garrett's obviously like as good as any defensive end in the league. Like the line, I feel like they could get an injury or two and still be elite as a unit. Amari Cooper. We know what he's going to do every year. I guess Njoku, maybe. Like, can he be an elite tight end? Like, a, a true second option? I don't Even know. then, is that X? I, I feel like it's Chuck. Like, if they just decide he doesn't need lightning to his thunder. If they're just like, what if we just give the Kareem Hunt 500 yards to Nick Chubb and he rushes for, guy like, pushes 2,000? 2K. Yeah. Like, what if that's just the – it's like, we could keep him healthy, but he didn't. He doesn't look very tired over there running that ball. <laughs> Maybe he's still hungry. I mean, he's already he's on the threshold of thirty. He's twenty eight. So if this is the every year to do it. This is the year. I'm getting my money's worth. He's getting thirty eight touches a game. All season. Yeah. I mean, I guess if like Chubb just lost this step, if I think of X Factor the other way, like if he's if he not even if he improves, if he's just worse, which is no. He's just pretty expect. good. Yeah. yeah. That would really fuck up their offense, like, a lot. Yeah, agree. What's their schedule looking like? Uh, so, we've got another must win against the Colts. Uh, mm, <laughs> it's week seven. Week one. Yeah, they've got a week five bye. Do you hate to see? You genuinely hate <laughs> to see it. They play the, the Ravens week four. It's at home. They get the bye. They play the Niners week six. That's at home. Then they get at the Colts, at the Seahawks. So that, to me, that five weeks, including the early bye, you got to beat the Colts. <laughs> like the rest of those games are really hard. <laughs> we can't even say maybe Anthony Richardson's cooking. It's late in the season. No, it's week seven. Um, so you really got to beat them then. I do love everybody gets the Colts and the Seahawks back to back, and it's always, listen, you have <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. Like, if you don't, you just don't really stand much of a chance. What do we think of this team? Nine and a half wins. They just, just a very, I don't know, solidly built team, but it is, they are relying on Deshaun Watson to be who they traded for. And again, he just has not shown that this far. I got Elijah Moore. Yeah, they did get Elijah Moore. He's looking to get thrown the ball at all. (laughs) At all would be a nice change for him. 
So nine and a half for these Cleveland Browns. Scoob, you said you're going lower. Lower. Ass. Ass organization. <laughs> Carly? Yeah, I think I I think they're a nine win team, like I don't want to say ceiling, like eightieth percentile outcomes, nine wins. Could I see them winning ten? Yeah, definitely, but not if they don't beat the Colts. <laughs> you, you, as you've said many times, they're the most important team in this division. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait. We get to the Colts. We're like, are, are they the X factor team for the league? <laughs> they going three and fourteen or fourteen and three? <laughs> I too am going lower for these Cleveland Browns. Again, they feel like a high floor team too. Like I'd be surprised if team if they won lower than less than like six or seven if they won seven again i'd be surprised honestly but i'd also be surprised if they won like 12 i'd be like if everything clicked it still feels like a not high ceiling team to me but maybe i got a bad read on them well it's like i just feel like this whole division the afc east it feels like there's teams slotted into their spots and they're still gonna beat the shit out of each other but it's not gonna matter standings wise this, it feels like they're just going to beat the shit out of each other and it will affect the standings tremendously. Right. So we all three going lower? Mm-hmm. Yep. For nine and a half on these Cleveland Browns? Lower it is. Baltimore Ravens. Their number also nine and a half. They were 10 and seven last year. Eight and four with Lamar Jackson, two and four without him, including the postseason. Would they do this offseason? Lamar played a lot more than I remember. <laughs> Picking up a the good two thirds of the season. <laughs> they acted like he threw one pass and got hurt when, when they were trying to not pay him American currency. They added Nelson Aguilar, uh, who may be cut by the time this gets out. Uh, they brought in Odell <laughs> Beckham. Uh, Rocky Sin they brought in kind of to replace Marcus Peters. Jadavian Clowney, uh, who we talked about. And they lost Justin Houston, who I don't – he wasn't there all last year, right? I don't think so. I also don't think he's been signed. So I feel like he – if so. he ends up back there, I would not be surprised. Like, he might also be signed by the time people hear this. True. Uh, ben Powers, who was PFF's 31-ranked uh, free agent as a guard. So they did lose that. Um, but yeah, they brought back Lamar Jackson. That was comfortably the most important thing they did. Pivotal. Pivotal, in fact. Is Ronnie Stanley going to be on the field this year? Not to jump too early to X Factor, but I do wonder like, if everything is going to be clicking for them. He's missed 32 games the last three years. I think, like knock on wood, he's projected to be healthy going into the year. When he plays, he's one of the best. If he plays, I feel like he alone can elevate that line a tier above where they were. So is he going to be able to stay on the field would be my my question for them. Also. I, I could see it helping, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was Greg Roman the fall guy? <laughs> what if Greg Roman was the mastermind that Lamar Jackson hasn't won any MVPs without Gregory Roman? What has Todd Munkin ever won beside back-to-back national championships as the offensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs? What's he done for me lately, Scoop? There's definitely going to be a lot of pressure on Lamar. 
there's going to be a lot, of, lot more passing in this offensive scheme. So uh, he'll have a lot more weapons in which to pass. Who, who they have, Coley? Young guys or? Yeah, I mean they they took Zay Flowers, who I've been completely Zay Flowers pilled. Uh, so I'm all in on Zay Flowers. Rashad Bateman, it's his, it's year three, but he hasn't played a ton of football. When he has played, he's looked good. Injuries have really been uh, a bear for him. That's kind of everyone on the off. You, I mean, you mentioned Stanley. Bateman's been in and out. Beckham hasn't played since the Super Bowl. Not even the last Super Bowl, the one before that. J.K. Dobbins, the least healthy man alive. Gus Edwards behind him, also not healthy. Uh Yeah, Lamar, obviously, and like you said, Stanley. So there's, like, your boy Mark Andrews is healthy as an ox. He's the only one we know is going to show up for all 17, knock on wood. He had to drop two touchdown passes every quarter right when I need him. I think that's the – yeah, is that the trainer? Is that the non-quarterback X factor? Can their (laughs) trainer keep this offense on the field? If it's on the field, this is by far the most weapons Lamar Jackson has ever had. Comfortably. And this could be or should be an offense where he gets to throw it more than he did the year he won MVP. If everybody is healthy. Defensively, would they add? Who'd they who'd they pick up? Well, it's it's the first full year of Roquan Smith, uh, which is different than adding a guy, especially if you like a linebacker in the middle of the season. Hmm. Uh it's Kyle Hamilton. Year two, safety out of Notre Dame. I think they took him 14th. Marlon Humphrey is – like, I think he should be in that – I don't know where he is before I say something. I don't know where he's held amongst people's opinion. I think he's a top five corner in football. I really do. I'm a big Marlon Humphrey guy. Uh, he got to stop tweeting things. If he just stops saying things, people will give him that respect. He's got a podcast now. I was going to say, he's only saying more things now. <laughs> do you know Bottom who he does? 15. Hold on. Hold on. Do you know who he does the podcast with? Me and Scoob do. It doesn't look like you do. Oh, boy. Now lay it on me. The Settle Man. The, the head of winning? The very same. Well, I declare I don't support this. <laughs> take Settlement out of my address book. <laughs> I didn't take. Thank you, boys, for telling me. I would never support that. Then anyway, what else they do on defense? Well, it's I am this is the first time I've looked at their depth chart on PFF, and I know they're not the end all be all, but they have Kyle Hamilton as the number one safety in football last year as a rookie. I feel like we more people should be talking about that. I know he was good. I know he had like a, a rough, I want to say September, and then he it was a great start yeah. after that. Apparently, uh, the best that you can be. Um. Yeah, I mean, for young guys, they they. Ojabo, he's the one I'm looking at. He figures. Ojabo, I think he came back mid year. Like he tore his Achilles like at pro day, so like almost yeah. as late as you could. So I think he could come back. Like this defense on the whole allowed 19 points a game last year. Like you said, four year Roquan, Roquan getting there unlocked Patrick Queen. Like you got more out of Patrick right. Queen as well from the linebacker room. No Marcus Peters, but. I, respectfully, he feels like a guy you can, I don't want to say you can replace because he's a, has a big play knack that few have. Right. But if you can, like, we do away with the big plays but raise the floor of the other cornerback spot. On that defense, feels like a win. 
Also got Michael Pierce back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Packers. I was going to say, Calais Campbell's out, but Michael Pierce back, Jadavian Clowney. They took Trenton Simpson, who was a linebacker. That's the only thing he did wrong in this world, Tyler. That's the only thing he did wrong, Scoob. He was a linebacker. He went to Clemson. He ran a 4-4. Strike two. Linebacker, yeah. <laughs> they got him in the third. He's going to be incredible. Caillou Blue Kelly is someone I looked at a lot during the draft block process because his name is Caillou Blue Kelly. How could you not? Uh a lot of that is him at Stanford getting toasted because he plays in the Pac-12 and there's a lot of fast guys there. I think he'll probably end up being okay. One like guy none of which NFL, are on his team, so it's just tough. Right. Uh, one guy, the NFL, they should have. There should be like a, an option to pause the draft and be like, we can't allow this. They let the Ravens get Andrew Voorhees, who mm. was the guy who tore his ACL at the at the combine. He also, after he tore his ACL, set the bench press record for this year's class for offensive linemen. He's obviously going to be very good. I have no idea where he's at in his recovery right now. Doesn't matter. When he shows back up, it's going to be a problem. They also took Keaton Mitchell, uh, running back out of East Carolina, who I, I feel like is just going to be good. Like, I fantasy, real football, I feel like he's – all the other running backs are going to get hurt. We know that already. He is going to be good. Anyone from East Carolina that wears that purple and yellow, I just believe they're going to be good. They look Isaiah, a little faster. Much, much faster. Uh, Isaiah Likely, kind of the uh, Darnell Washington before Darnell Washington. He was the, <laughs> the moose tight end last year. He got a couple uh, spot starts when Andrews went down late in the season. He missed like one or two weeks. Produced. So I imagine year two, he'll produce more. They also took Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of yeah, Iowa. And I remember listening to people at the time be like, I don't understand the scheme fit. It doesn't really work with what the Ravens want to do. He's talented. He was the best center in last year's draft, but will this work? He was the sixth-ranked center in football last year. I imagine he'll just get better. So Those are their two first-round picks. Like, this is just what the Ravens – if the Ravens ever have two first-round picks, they're smoking both of them. That just kind of <laughs> yeah. feels like they're – Franchise tradition. Uh, and, yeah, they got uh, Ojabo, like you said, uh, 45th overall because he got hurt. So I feel like, yeah, they're they're on the up. They're on the up. What's their schedule? So their schedule. They get the Texans week one. By far the easiest week one opponent we've seen so far. They get the Colts, they get at, home. The Colts. Yeah, they get the Colts right. at home week three. Brilliant mm-hmm. time. They can lose that one if they yeah. want. <laughs> a must-lose game? Is that what they? Is that the loss they need to rally the troops? Like, hey, guys, come on. This ain't last year. So they got kind of week 11 through the end of the season. Week 11, it's the Bengals. And that's, is it the last time they play the Bengals? It is. So that's their last game with the Bengals, week 11, Thursday, night football. Then they play at the Chargers. I feel like this whole division is going west a lot. Playing at the Chargers by week 13. Feels like a good time for a bye. They get the Rams off the bye. The Rams are this team's Colts. It's a must win against the Rams. Because then they go to at Scoob's Jags. They go to at San Francisco, which is tough. And they get the Dolphins at home and Pittsburgh at home. If they're fighting for a playoff spot and Pittsburgh's already out, Pittsburgh would love nothing more than to send Baltimore pack and send them home with them. So it's 
it's not the e- I feel like it's the toughest long stretch of games that we've talked about so far. Obviously, there are a couple of easy ones or project to be easy ones in there, but at, there hasn't been a sustained. Oh, that's a good game. That's a good game. That's a good game. Out of any schedule we've looked at so far, who's their X factor? Why is it John Harbaugh? <laughs> Two postseason wins since that Super Bowl win in 2012. 2012 is a long time for two postseason wins. Do he trick y'all? Maybe we find out. <laughs> Nine and a half the number for these Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go higher, but it's going to be close, I feel like, because that defense, I'm kind of nervous about the defense. I feel like the offense is going to look good, but they're going to get into a lot of boat races, I feel like. I'm more worried about the I'm I'm just worried about the health of the offense. If they stay healthy, they'll be fine. The defense, again, yeah, they were yeah, they have 19 points a game. I think they'll be fine. I don't know if they'll be that good again, but with the offense that feels like they can and should be able to keep up should it get into a shootout. I like their chances. I'll go higher as well. Was last year the year they were just like Was last year the year they blew that crazy large lead? Didn't they do it like twice? The Dolphins, I think they did it too, right? It was like two times in three weeks or three and four weeks, like something wild. I think, yeah, relatively early to middle yeah. of the season on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going higher. I'm going to pick them to win the division. I'm, I'm all in on the Ravens. I'm all in on a healthy Lamar this year. Marlon Humphrey finally gets the, the credit he's due. <laughs> and a podcast, which he's not due with Jack mm-hmm. Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Hires across the board for these Ravens. No Todd Munkin worries that he was just cooking with juiced up personnel in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Respectfully, he didn't. He didn't get cute, which I think was a. a it's a good thing in college not getting cute. Right. He has some assets to potentially get cute if he wants to. That leaves the Cincinnati Bengals. Their number is eleven and a half. Coming off 12 and 4, did not play the, the Buffalo Bills contest. Back to back final fours. Lost to Kansas City last year. What did these Bengals do in the offseason? Uh, so they lost to Eli Apple, so I'm kind of surprised they're even having a season. Higher. Uh, <laughs> they, they lost Aiden Hurst, they lost Jesse Bates, they lost Samaj P. Ryan, and they lost Von Bell. So. A couple, uh, their their entire safety room is new. <laughs> it's it's not what it what it once was. They brought in Nick Scott to help there. They brought in Herb Smith Jr. to replace Aiden Hurst. They brought in Jermaine Pratt, or they brought back Jermaine Pratt, excuse me. And then out of kind of out of nowhere, they just signed Orlando Brown uh, to play tackle for them, which I like a lot. I know some people are lower on him some people are higher on him he was on an island more than any left tackle in football last year and he was nails in the playoffs i think he's worth the money i'm surprised kansas city moved on from him can he block for that type of quarterback though mm-hmm. a guy that stays on his feet maybe a little bit too long at the risk of extending a big play can he i, I just will that will that convey in cincinnati oh, like it did for kansas city i, I don't hmm. year five of the same coordinators Offensive and defensive, which I just thought was interesting for a team that, again, is coming off a Super Bowl appearance 
and a conference championship. Is that the longest in the NFL? Do you know? Feels like it would be. I, that for to keep both of them. Like again, we just saw the Eagles lose the Super Bowl and lose both guys almost immediately. So right. keeping those guys, they both came in with Zach Taylor and have just kind of grown with it. I don't know if they're like waiting for the right spot or if they're both like we're good in this spot. Or is it a bad yeah. thing? No one wants to poach them. <laughs> I, I've, it's a great news to me, man. They make the wrong. They hire Nathan uh, Hackett. That's the guy they poach. So if you overlooking Anna Ramo or I think it's uh, Callahan, somebody Callahan. Yeah. I want to say Bill, but that's not right. It's not somebody Bill, Callahan's it is, offensive it is, Callahan. <laughs> Amaruno or Amarusa. I can't remember his name either. Anna Ramo. He, he wasn't getting any looks for head coach until like the playoffs were starting, and it was like, oh, okay, this guy's still really good. And I think the Cardinals interviewed him, and they were like, got a late interview. We'd rather tamper. Um, So (laughs) that was interesting. Uh, But I I do agree that isn't. It has to be the longest. I don't even know who else would come close. Yeah. So five years straight. You never know if that this is the year that that ends. But until then, that figures to be an advantage for a team that's looking to get back to that and compete in the Final Four again. This is also a team that was four and four on the last day of October and won their next ten games mm-hmm. in a row. It's not a first half team. They do not care about the first half of the season. Why would they? Yeah, it's unimportant also, to be honest. Also, Jamar Chaseless game. They were nine and three in the games Jamar Chase played. I think he's going to be playing week one. <laughs> Maybe most of them for them. Second year straight upgrading the offensive line. Yeah. Like did it with Lyle Collins and they signed like basically all new offensive line last year. Collins got hurt week like 16, crazy late. In comes Orlando Brown, but they still have Collins. So I mean, he can just heal at his own pace and come back and be the depth they'll definitely need because our offensive line is usually not shit in January. Feels like a plus. Before that, they brought in Ted Karras from New England. They brought in Alex mm-hmm. Kappa. So it's like, yeah, that was <clears> – <throat> I remember when Burrow was a rookie, all the footage you saw of him at practice was him just running for his life against his own teammates. And that was, like, before Hendrickson was there. That was before, like, their defensive line was even good. So it was like, really, you got to hand it to them for being so aggressive and, get, and, like, identifying the right guys. It's easy to just toss money, and maybe this is the case with Orlando Brown when it's all said and done, but – it feels like they've gone about it the right way in terms of like, all right, we don't have to pay anyone else yet. All of our skill position guys are rookies. Let's just invest in the offensive line. Who would have thought? Decent. Decent. Defensively, it's why I've wondered why Narema had didn't get more looks. They have a lot of solid guys on the defense, but who's like the X factor? Like who's the TJ Watt we're talking about, like elevating – Roquan Smith, just if guys were talking, Miles Garrett, just guys in the, the division. They don't have one, but it, uh, it's a testament to how solid all their guys are and how well-schemed things are, how willing he is to trust him. When it was like, okay, we're just going to, like we're only rushing three against Patrick Mahomes. Tr- I, know, I know, trust me, that sounds crazy. <laughs> or who was it against the Bills where they just kept blitzing the corner, like the same corner just kept yeah. getting home, getting home, yeah. getting home. So he, yeah, he's got his guys on a string. He knows what and when to call. So I figure they'll be 
in the mix. Both new safeties is tough, but they kind of planned for this like a year ago. They did, and I love when teams do that. They took yeah. Dax Hill out of Michigan, who was kind of like a nickel slash safety. Right now he's projected to be their starting strong safety. Cam Taylor Britt was a guy they took out of Nebraska, I think, in like the fourth last year. Uh, he steps right up. I like when you ask about their defensive uh, MVP, most important guy. I think it's Cheetah Bay Awuzie, but I feel like they also were fine when he was out last year. But I do think he kind of raises their ceiling. Like Eli Apple was tasked with too much. And I actually think he did a decent job when it mattered, which is the strangest part. Uh, and Ramo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Eli. But, I... but Scott, the safety they brought in from the Rams, was part of that Super Bowl defense. Like, he's not – they have him ranked 78th out of 88. I feel like that has more to do with – he played for the Rams last year. I think he's better than that. I think he's an average safety, which you can do a lot worse than that when you lose both of your starting safeties, who probably were your quarterbacks on defense last year. Also added in, I think it was third round, but Jordan Battle, just an Alabama safety. You talk right. about just schools I'd roll the dice on. Uh, okay, you're running the secondary for Nick Saban. <laughs> I think he's a little undersized. He figured it out. Seems to have figured it out. So he they, could play sooner rather than later. They took DJ Turner, the second out of Michigan. So they've, they've clearly scouting that Michigan secondary. They took Dax Hill last year. DJ Turner this year. I believe he was the fastest corner in the draft. He's just a little – he's 5'11", so you can't have a guy like that on the team. Like you said, Jordan Battle, um, Jalen Moody, also from that Alabama defense. And they took Miles Murphy, who was a guy who was projected to go in the top five last year at this time. They get him at the end of the first, 29th pick. I feel like he's going to be really good. I was hoping the Patriots took him. They didn't. I'm not upset with who the Patriots took, but – for a team that's, again, planning, because I believe Hendrickson's up at the end of this year, if Miles Murphy hits, it's like, all right, well, there's another uh, $15 million that opens up because we're not forced to pay a guy. We can go with the young guy. We can put that money to T. Higgins. We can put that money to Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. So I do like uh, – they also took Andre Sovis, I believe I pronounced that correctly, the wide receiver out of Princeton, who's just a crazy – I believe he's an Olympic like uh, track and field guy, like just crazy – they also took someone with the best name we've seen so far. That's Mac Hippenhammer, a wide receiver out of Miami, Ohio. I don't know that he's ever going to play. Gotta get your Rico charges. So careful, careful, <laughs> careful. Even saying reading that name. And they took Charlie Jones, who we've talked about before on yeah. the show. That's the money yeah. man, right receiver, there, right? Yeah, he caught everything at I think Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to get some one-on-one looks? If he gets on the field, you think he'll get some one-on-one looks? With Jamar Chase and T. Higgins out there. I think Irv Smith could have a big year. Yeah. Just whoever, like, the tight end, that feels like a position they've identified. It's like we will kind of cycle tight end in and out because we have to pay these other guys. I do wonder, does Joe Mixon have, like, just enough left to keep defenses honest? They kind of clicked when it flipped and they just started, like, passing more and running when necessary. He had the huge game against the Panthers. He... Did renegotiate, so he's not taking as much money. But I don't know if there's somebody like that could pop behind him, or do they just like can he just be 1100 yards? They really just need him to get exactly what is blocked for him and let the passing offense do the rest. Does he have that in him? Maybe so, because I know he's like 27, 28. I feel like he's, he's a guy that's not as old as I would think. 
27 on the dot. Yeah, but he, I don't know, last year it looked like it was slowing down. So maybe it's a lot of tread on those tires. We'll see if they can still keep a run game. Chase Brown was good at Illinois. As I said, that's what I wonder. Do they have any young guys that could just pop immediately? Because it's if the line's going to be good, Burrow and the receivers are taking the attention. Again, Samaji Piran was fine. He was like, I'm just four yards. I could just take get you exactly what's blocked for me. Can you do that? Seven to super. Uh, well. Yeah, so Chase Brown uh, was a fifth round pick out of Illinois this year, like Scoob was saying. And then Chris Evans has been there since 2021. Another Michigan guy. So next year, when we're scouting the draft, they will take someone from Michigan. We just know that. We know that's going to happen. Since the days of Chris Perry. Uh, so they do have a couple of options. And Joe Mixon, I'm seeing right now, had a 34.9 pass blocking grade. That's out of 100, you understand. So real bad. Very red. Everything else is green here for, for Mixon. So he just won't be on the field for third down. They want Chris Evans, I believe. For third down? Yeah, I think because that's yeah. Josh Norris's guy. He got everyone to draft yeah. him last year. <laughs> he didn't get the role. Yeah, hey, um, I hate that garbage. Still picking it out of my teeth, Norris. <laughs> me too, me too. This is the year, though. I'm back in. I've been drafting him again. I, whoever it is, like whoever steps in after him, this has just been a Bengals thing since my day, man. It's just been set, like Corey Dillon to Rudy Johnson to almost whoever's like you get Jeremy Hill for like two years. It was just automatic. So if it is Evans, if it is uh, Brown or whoever, like Giovanni Bernard had a couple of years. It's just the offense is just set up for that, but they need, can mix and have one, one more credible season just to keep, keep defenses honest. What's their schedule looking like? You'd think by now I'd know to pull that up, but I was just staring at their roster. Uh, where do they That's play the guy. Colts? Week 14, they play the Colts. That's crucial. It is. I mean, so this is a team we agree with one seed aspirations, with Super Bowl aspirations. They end whew, week, good Lord. So they play – I'd say they have two tough stretches, which is really the only team we've been able to say that about for this. They play the Seahawks. They get the bye week seven a little early. Then they play at San Francisco, Buffalo, off the bye. That's so. Not great. Then they play the Texans at home. The Texans aren't going to be like great probably. They'll have a strong defense, so that's not a game you can be like – Dicking around for they play at the and not tanking, so they'll be right. trying. They had no reason to give up on that game. They get at the Ravens after that, Pittsburgh at home, at Scoob's Jags after that. Those pesky Colts who will decide this division. Uh, and then their last four games are Minnesota at home, at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City on New Year's Eve, and then Cleveland last game of the season. That's like that's not a fun way to end the season. No, but it's second half Bengals. Do they do they even care? It is second half Bengals, and it's Burrowhead. It's Burrowhead to you. <laughs> Eleven and a half, the number for these Bengals again. Twelve wins last year at a sixteen, not seventeen contest. What do we make of these Cincinnati Bengals this year? Eleven and a half. 
I'm going higher, but I don't know where these wins are coming from for all of these teams. <laughs> Scoob turned into me. Scoob like every team. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know how it's possible. I don't think it is possible, but if, yeah, I'm going to go higher. If you think they all basically split with each other, if, you th- if you're lower on the Browns and think the Bengals, Ravens, Steelers kind of bat around, go 500 against each other, and they all dominate Everyone non-division... Else. It's attainable. Because what was the Ravens number was ten and a half or nine and a half? Ravens number was nine and a half. Okay. So, throw, yeah. Ravens and Browns were tied at nine and a half, which feels weird to me. That is crazy. I agree. That's crazy. So, so yeah. If as you have the Browns lower, so that's they could win zero games. I was say if you think they stink, stink, then <laughs> and yeah, three teams winning ten games. I feel like that's happened with this division before. Yeah, it's definitely had three in, in the playoffs before. Right. And I don't think it's crazy. Not at all. But I Going higher, but I'm going to say the Steelers win this division. Oh, oh, in on these Steelers. Interesting. Interesting. Everybody in on these Steelers now. <laughs> I feel like they've got the best defense in the division. I feel like in this division, the defense is going to win it this year. Carly, you said for Bengals higher or lower? Lower. I think they went 11. Because I, it is a tough stretch. I, I am a firm believer in the second half Bengals, but this year I think they they lose two of those instead of just win them oh. all. Uh, so that's again, I get they get the Colts late. That's not great. That's when Anthony Richardson's going to be cooking. You heard it. That's when he'll be wrapping up the MVP. Each <laughs> row Richardson, they call him rookie and MVP. Eleven and a half. I will go higher. For the I feel like they it feels so weird to just say about the Cincinnati Bengals. They know how to play out. They understand that they're playing for February now. That is just, I, just words I thought I would never ever say. Cause they understand yeah, we can punt the first sit. Like if we're humming by if we're humming by when it gets cold, because we know we can play in the cold, we know we can play on the road anywhere. We're not afraid of Mahomes. It's Burrowhead, in fact. I will say higher. I think slightly, like 12 and 5 vibes. But I will say higher. And I think these Bengals win this division. I feel like this is just year five of I don't, Zach Taylor getting no credit. And not to say he deserves the lion's share, but if they, they keep being in the mix, these are the, the Cincinnati Bengals, man. <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals, man. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, no, they're they probably they, you said it in good faith. This team figures to be competing for a Super Bowl. And none of us started laughing. It's crazy. None of us started laughing. And with that, I feel like if Zach Taylor was like that bad, that bad, we'd be like, once they get him out of here. I don't think that's the case. I feel like for whatever it is, he works there. If that's putting together the game plan and getting out of the way, it works. So I will say I think they win this division. I think it'll be them and the Ravens going back and forth. But I'll go higher on these Bengals. So we have three different division winners, and no, Browns fourteen and three. This is the year. I got. Uh, so to recap, Steelers, me and Scoob and uh, yeah, me and Scoob are higher. Coley's lower. That's not true. Oh, you pushed. 
You're a coward. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> let the record show. Let yes, the record no, show. For, pos- for posterity. <laughs> for posterity. <laughs> Scoob and I are still curtain lifelong members. Division and winner. The man never believes. That's right. Uh, no, it's not right. It's true. I have never believed in the Steelers. <laughs> and I've usually been right. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, we are all lower on across the board. The Baltimore Ravens, we are all higher on across the board. The Bengals, Scooby and I higher, Coley lower. By a, I wish I could note like by a half win. Like I nope, they don't see that part, Mick. You think no. two and fifteen, same old what? bungles. Why do you hate them? I don't think was Coley here for my war against the Bengals when I first. Oh, dude, they I, were they came from my head was, when I was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was. So was last year. <laughs> Because they had the sex, the the we never got an answer. Didn't someone have a sexual Jumanji jersey? Was it just Jumanji? It just Jumanji. said Jumanji. Jumanji. Either yeah. way, either way, not never, a fluke. Never got an answer what that was about. No, and I, I mean, there was the war on T Higgins. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. I still have that war. I mean, I don't know. I haven't drafted him a single time this year. Fourteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns. Soon come. That week one slip where Scoop has so many uh, T. Higgins uh, on every slip. <laughs> hey, we buried the hatchet, boys. We buried the hatchet. <laughs> I should do week one, put him on one. We got anything else on the AFC North? Nope. It's real football in this division. Real hoop indeed. Yeah, three different. I've got the Bengals. Scoop has the Steelers. Coley has the Ravens. Nobody has the Browns. Wham, wham. Can't wait for them to win it. <laughs> 15 and 2. Nick Ch- will he run for 3,000? Will Miles Garrett get 30 sacks? Martin Emerson, 20 interceptions. <laughs> they haven't allowed a point all season. <laughs> Going into week 15. Can't wait. Appreciate everybody tapping in. Please hit that thumbs up. We will have the NFC North coming to you this Friday. Be on the look out for that until then we appreciate you school mcmahon yc dean everybody helping behind the scenes thumbs up please and thank you on the way out we'll catch you next time